Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to today's special broadcast series as we talk further about having hope in the midst of this coronavirus pandemic that is sweeping our globe right now. I want to start off today in this short time just asking you a question. When's the last time that you, the Lord, was speaking to your heart to share Jesus with someone and you were there and all of a sudden a boldness rose up within your spirit to take that step and to share your faith with the person God had laid on your heart. That's a tremendous feeling and we feel that often in our lives as Christians. In reality, for many, it happens over and over and over again. I've met some people recently that are some of the most witnessing dudes I've ever met in my life. And I, I myself, I love to share my faith with others. But you know that boldness can come also into our prayer lives as we, through prayer together as the body of Christ in America and around the world, take a stand against coronavirus during this critical time in the world. Let's read in the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 16. The Bible says, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Praise God. What a verse. What a verse. First of all, it tells us that we can go boldly to the throne of God, which is the throne of grace. That tells us that God is full of grace. And it says that we may obtain mercy. Do you know that it's the heart of God? It's the delight of God to show mercy to all human beings. You think of that for a moment. We are living right now in what is termed and known as the age or the dispensation of grace. This is the time... When God is looking upon the world, He's looking at you, He's looking at me, and His only heart toward us, His motivation toward mankind in this time frame, is to show us mercy. That's why throughout people's lives, oftentimes they receive the callings of God in their hearts to come to Christ. That's why you and I as believers having been given by the Lord the ministry of reconciliation, must go out and tell people that God doesn't want to impute their sins. The Bible says He's not imputing their sins against them at this time. There is a future time when God will impute those sins, but in this hour, this is the time that His heart delights to show mankind mercy. And if they will come to Jesus Christ, if they will come to the cross, the Lord himself said, I will not turn one of them away. Praise God. What a great God we serve. Boldness is also vital to our prayers. Effective prayer involves boldness. When we go before God's throne in prayer, we don't have to sneak in the back door. We can walk in boldly before the Heavenly Father, lifting our hands in worship and begin to pray in His presence. Where do we get this boldness, you and I? Right now the whole world 
is fighting a battle with fear and panic. And that includes some Christians. And listen, those thoughts and feelings can come to us all at different times. It's what we do with them that's going to make the ultimate difference in how we live our lives. The whole world right now is fighting fear, fighting panic. So many people today with a disaster mindset that everything is a disaster. Every cloud has a tornado in their world because their eyes are closed to the truth of God, to the truth of Jesus Christ. Many of them are lost. And for Christians that battle it, I know because I've had an apple out of this bag, we can sit in our darkened thoughts for so long that if we don't come out of it, if the Holy Spirit doesn't bring us out of it, if somebody isn't used, if we don't allow people to speak to us, we can literally become trapped in a wrong view of who God is and what God is doing in the earth today. And so... I guess one point of this message, even though it is a message about boldness and prayer, one point would be that we all need each other as the church. Sometimes, in the heat of battle, I need someone to speak to me. I need someone that God sends, hallelujah, with a word from heaven to speak into my heart. So we pray. And we pray with boldness that we might be available to speak to people who would need a touch from heaven. We get this boldness from Jesus Christ. We get this boldness because we're born again. Let's read Ephesians chapter 3, verses 11 and 12. According to the eternal purpose which He purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom? In who? Jesus. In Jesus we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of Him. Do you know that you, if you're born again today, and you're a believer, and you follow Christ, you have the very faith of Jesus Christ operating in your heart and life? Hallelujah. When you speak to that storm, the Word of God, it's the very faith of Jesus that's confronting that storm. When you speak to that illness with the Word of God, it's the very faith of Jesus that's confronting that illness. And on and on and on we could go. Everything we have, oh, let's say it right at the beginning today, everything we have is because of Jesus and in Jesus and by Jesus and through Jesus and what He did at the cross. Hallelujah. At the cross... At the cross, where I first saw the light, and the burdens of my heart rolled away, it was there by faith I received my sight. That means I can see clearly. Hallelujah. And now, I am happy all the day. Praise God. There are many things that we don't need to pray for, because we already have them in Christ. But it's okay to pray for boldness. In fact, we're told to pray for boldness. We don't need to pray necessarily that we would have more faith because the Bible tells us in Romans 10, 17 that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So we know how to get faith. We get faith by reading the Word of God, by going to church and listening to the preacher, by listening at home, whatever. We hear the Word of God and it's very important 
that our own ears hear the Word of God as we speak it. And that produces faith. God answering prayer builds our faith. God making a way in our lives where there seemeth not to be a way. Amen? Builds our faith. There's so many ways that God has given us to build our faith. The Bible does, however, show us that we can pray for boldness. You know, Peter and John were bold when they used the name of Jesus to minister to the lame man at the gate called Beautiful. They were bold when they used the name of Jesus and they proclaimed the name of Jesus to the crowd that had gathered there that day. The Jewish authorities, the leaders of the Jewish people, the leaders of the Sanhedrin, the leaders of the synagogue, noticed their boldness and because of it they took them in for questioning. Acts 4.13 They commanded them to preach and teach no more in the name of Jesus. I'll tell you something. Ladies and gentlemen, today that blessed name is the name that we not only teach and preach in, but it's the name by which we draw our every breath. It's the name by which we will stay uh, in the center of God's will for our lives. It's the name by which we receive salvation. Jesus is the name by which we receive all blessing. We receive healing. We receive prosperity. We receive the touch of God in our soul. It's all because of the name of Jesus. And not just because it's a, a name per se, but it's the character behind the name. And it is who Jesus is and what Jesus has done for us. Amen? Because of the cross, because Jesus became obedient to the point of death, went to the cross, paid the price and shed His blood for our sins and iniquities that you and I can live life with boldness and we can pray with boldness. And in this time, when we have such a need in our nation and in our world, where there's such a need, there's a need for this coronavirus to be destroyed by God. But not only that, that is a thing that is happening in a world where there are much deeper problems. It's a spiritual problem, and it will require a spiritual solution. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, the problems of America, they are not so much economic problems or geopolitical problems or uh, uh, certain party problems or whatever the case might be. The problem in America is a spiritual problem. And it will require a spiritual solution, and there is only one, Jesus Christ. Jesus, and you've heard me say this for the last 39 years, probably 100,000 times or more. Jesus is the answer to everything. If America would get Jesus in its heart, in the hearts of its people, America would be saved. America would experience revival Hallelujah, and we would continue to be the shining light, the beacon of hope around the world in the day and age in which we're living. The answer for this coronavirus is Jesus. The answer for wars around the globe that are taking so many innocent lives 
is Jesus. The answer to the problems of famine and drought and fear and unbelief, you name the problem, the solution is the same. Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And they took these disciples in. Now I want you to notice, and it's always been this way in any society, they were doing good in Jesus' name. They were preaching a gospel of hope, a gospel of peace, a gospel of love, and they were healing the sick, and they were the Holy Spirit was adding to the church daily those who would be saved. They were doing good in Jesus' name, and yet they were hauled in for questioning. That's just like that world out there. Ultimately, they were let go, and the Bible says they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them, and the whole company of believers lifted up their voice with one accord in prayer unto God. I want you to notice that. We're going to read it. We're going to read their prayer <clears throat> here in a moment. They were released from their interrogation, and they went back to their company of believers. You see, there are many companies of believers in the earth today, and each company is a part of and belongs to the big company altogether called the Church Universal of the Lord Jesus Christ. But the, it's, it's very important that we plug into our own company and lift up our voices with them in one accord. Now, if we're going to do this thing biblically, and so even though right now, as a matter of necessity, many of our churches are not holding services for a little while. And this will pass. And soon, hallelujah, we will be able to gather again. But even though that's going on right now, that doesn't mean we cannot be in prayer calls. That doesn't mean that we cannot be in small groups of people who are not infected with this thing. It doesn't mean that we can't be lifting up prayer with our company of believers. And i got to tell you this. You can take it for what it's worth. After years of experience in this, I can tell you this much right now. It's a very hurtful thing to a Christian life to not have a company of believers. Very hurtful. Because there's going to be times when we're going to need our company. Hallelujah. Let's read Acts chapter 4, verses 29 and 30. And here's the prayer that that company prayed that day. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings. Behold their Behold the threatenings of this virus against us right now. I'm just putting that in there as an example. The threatenings spoken of here in the Word of God, of course, were different. They threatened the apostles to speak no more in Jesus' name. On fear of death, on fear of imprisonment. Now, Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. Hallelujah. And, and, and keep listening here. Keep listening. By stretching forth thine hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. And praise God, that prayer was answered. 
So what is the answer for you and I? First of all, we pray for boldness. You see that right there? We pray for God to give us the boldness to speak the word of God into this situation that we're facing in our world right now. And when we come across people who are <clears throat> panicked and, and ultra-fearful and, and seem to be losing hope, what do we do? We speak the word of God into that situation. Now, you don't have to quote chapter and verse, and you don't have to make a big production out of it to point attention to yourself, but you speak the truths based on the word of God. God is going to bring us through this. It's going to be okay. We're going to make it. God is still on the throne. God is still in control. Hallelujah. And as we speak, we can only speak into any kind of crisis situation <clears throat> as the spirit of boldness is dropped into us by the Holy Spirit. We, we, we have to allow that to happen. Mostly, the battle is with our minds and our thinking. We might be embarrassed to say something. We, we might hopefully not be ashamed to say something. We might be fearful to say something. We might fear rejection. But ladies and gentlemen, today as members of the church, as, member, as members of the universal company called the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, we are the agents of hope that God has placed in the world for such a time as this. Notice what happened when they prayed in Acts 4.31. When they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And I believe that that is a uh, how do I say this? You know, we, we, we all get the Holy Spirit when we get born again. The Holy Spirit seals us unto the day of redemption. There is also a baptism in the Holy Spirit. And then I believe this here is what is referred to as continual refillings of the Holy Spirit. As the Holy Spirit, similar to what He did in the Old Testament, comes upon us in a moment of crisis or in a moment of need, and He emboldens us and He refreshes us for the task at hand. You follow me? So I believe this was a refilling. The Acts chapter 2 experience had already happened. We are here in Acts chapter 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness. Paul asked the church at Ephesus to pray for him one time. This great man of God, this apostle of faith, this man who wrote half the New Testament said, Praying always for all saints, and for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly, to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly, as I ought to speak. So here we have several things being said to us. <coughs> God says we ought to be bold. God said we can come to Him boldly. He has grace and He has mercy for us to help us in our time of need. And so we should be bold. We should be bold in prayer. 
And that prayer should be that the Holy Spirit would empower us to speak the Word of God boldly into any crisis situation whatsoever that we may face in our lives. And there are going to be some. None of us want to have crisis. I hate crisis. I am not a huge fan of surprises even, let alone crisis. Not let alone bad surprises. But you know we're gonna need we're gonna have to need if we if we want to represent Jesus Christ. Now I'm not talking about well you won't be saved. I, I'm not talking about you're not saved if you fight fear all the time. I'm not talking about that. That's foolishness. You're saved if you've come to Jesus Christ and received Him as your personal Lord and Savior. You are saved. But what I am telling you is that God wants to use your life to speak the Word of God with boldness into other people's lives. And so we have to take the own, our own issues that we're dealing with and we have to learn how to take those things to Jesus at the cross. Hallelujah. Where He delivered us from them, praise God. And we have to learn how to speak with boldness. To pray with boldness. Sometimes people get afraid to pray for certain situations. Because for whatever reason that God only knows in His sovereign purposes for the human race, there were similar prayers in the past that went unanswered in their lives. And I don't have any answers for that. I can't explain why that is. I can't explain why it is that that type of thing happens. But each, each crisis, each circumstance stands on its own as we pray. This Ephesians prayer for Paul was a prayer of supplication. Throughout the Bible we see they prayed for boldness to act. They prayed for boldness before the throne of God that God would act. And that's really what we need in America and around the world right now. There's nothing that you and I can do except very basic human precautions. Wash your hands. Don't cough on people. You know the, you know the guidelines that have been given many, many times. And incidentally, I applaud President Trump for the way he and his team have handled this situation. But there's nothing that I can do to stop this virus. There's nothing you can do to stop this virus. There's nothing. All we can do is slow it down. And eventually, God will lead scientists and, and doctors to find a way to eradicate it. At least that's what's happened with diseases of the past. And that's a process, and that takes time. But with God, there is no process, and there is no time. He can speak the word, and thou shalt be healed. Amen? We see that over and over in the Bible. He, they, they told the Lord Jesus, Speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. And that is faith. And that is faith, even in the face of things where it doesn't seem to be working, and that can attack the boldness by which you and I may ask in the future. And as always... 
The solution to that is to stay continually under the blood of Jesus. Not only will the blood of Jesus protect, but the blood of Jesus refreshes, renews, restores the believer on a daily basis as we can then come back again boldly again tomorrow and we can come back in prayer before the throne of God again boldly the day after that and the next day and the next day and each situation plays a different role in our development as Christ followers. And we believe that God answers our prayers. Sometimes we do not understand His answers, but God answers our prayers. God cares about us. God prefers us in this hour. God has mercy for us in this time. In Jesus' name. Let's read as we get ready to close this little short devotional message today from Isaiah chapter 43 and I'm going to read verses 25 and 26. This is the Lord speaking. This is your God speaking. I highly urge you to watch Pastor Tim Delina's message from March the 15th, 2020. It is on YouTube. It was the Sunday service taped in the empty church, streamed out uh, for all the people who were required by law to stay home that day. Listen at how big your God is. I, even I, am He that blotteth out thy transgression for mine own sake and will not remember thy sins. Put me in remembrance, God is saying. Let us plead together. And what that word means there, plead, is it, it's not a necessary desperate act on the part of the believer to try to convince God to do something. The word plead together, it means that he's pleading for the same thing and you're pleading for the same thing and you're coming together in unity of two and you are going to get this prayer answered by the Almighty God. And then he says this, and this just blows me away every time I read it. He says, declare thou that thou mayest be justified. Now here we're talking about a covenant-keeping God, and we're talking about salvation primarily, but we're just talking also about a covenant that Israel had with God. But this same thing can apply right now, as God is the God that can blot out this virus, God is the God that can blot out any sickness and disease that you might have or that I might have. God is the God that can give us boldness. And we can pray that. Look at that scripture. Isaiah 43, 25 and 26. We can pray that. And it said in verse 25 that God answers these prayers and God grants us boldness for his own sake because he is who he is and he wants us to be as he is now i don't mean god but i mean follow in his characteristics by the power of the holy spirit characteristics of love mercy boldness proclaiming the word of god proclaiming hope to people in a hopeless situation that's how God wants us to function. 
And he not only tells us to do it, but he gives us the power to do it. Amen. As he changes our natures, and he conforms us by the power of the Holy Spirit into the very image of Jesus Christ. We're not Jesus. We're not God. But we have the ability to function in, in those characteristics by the power of the Holy Spirit. The believer has covenant rights in prayer. I want you to understand that. There are covenant rights that you and I have as children of God in prayer. We are the body of Christ, ladies and gentlemen. The body of Christ can go into the presence of God the Father with the same confidence and the same assurance that Jesus Christ has. You know how Jesus prayed to His Father? When Jesus went into the presence of the Father, He didn't just go in uh, just His head and He left His little finger outside, right? No. Jesus went before His Father. He didn't have any condemnation about Him whatsoever. He never sinned. He never, he's never done the things that you and I have done that sometimes can get in the way in our minds of prayer and believing God, because we've sinned and we've messed up at times. But Jesus never did any of that. But here's the good gospel news. He said, because we're washed in His blood, when God looks at us, we haven't either. And when God looks at you, He doesn't look at you as you are, even now, in whatever condition you're finding yourself in. He looks at you through the blood of His Son. He looks at you, glory to God, through the blood of Jesus Christ, and that enables you to come boldly into His presence and say what the Word of God says about any circumstance in your life. And so I want to encourage you today as I close <clears throat> to when you go before God in prayer, go in boldly. Go in with the confidence. The Word of God tells us that this is the confidence that we have. That if we pray, He hears us. And if He hears us, we know that we have the petition that we have desired of Him. So keep it according to the Word of God, and keep it according to the will of God, and we know that it is not God's will for this virus to be affecting the world. That is not God's will. And so we pray against it, with boldness. And take the time to find some scriptures that you're going to declare during your prayer. Write them out. Take it before the Father. And declare. We are the justified body of Christ washed in the blood of the Lamb. And we're the only hope of spreading God's love and God's truth and God's mercy in this generation. You and I. God has chosen it to be that way. He has given unto us the ministry of reconciliation. So I just want to encourage you today as you pray. Pray with boldness. Pray with confidence. Pray with assurance that God is hearing you and God is answering you. And go forth into this world and make a difference for the cause of Christ. Heavenly Father, thank You for this few moments here today. Thank You for this, for giving me strength in my tiredness. 
Thank you for giving me hope in my hopelessness. Thank you for assuaging the fears that come from Satan that would try to attack our lives. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And Father, we pray for your boldness to come upon us that we might declare your word in the midst of these situations. That we might declare your word of reconciliation to a lost and dying world. And we ask it all, giving you the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So these are kind of a little special broadcasts that we're putting together as God's laid some of these things on my heart throughout this time. We're uh, doing these for radio, and also we're posting them on the Old Time Power podcast on Podbean. Um, not every one of them is going to be fast-paced and fast-moving as we just have conversations on some of these and just kind of like, you know, talk about what God is saying or trying to say in this time. This is a very difficult time, but God's got this. He's going to bring us through it just fine. So you can be looking for another message. Uh, today is uh, Tuesday, March 17th, 2020. You can look for another message to come up. This will probably uh, post tomorrow. And you can look for another message very, very shortly. Uh, on Friday, we will probably go back to our original teaching series, Revelation. And then during the week, we will have more uh, little messages like this. I pray it will encourage you. I pray you'll look at the scriptures and see what we've said. And I pray that you will begin to boldly declare God's hope and God's truth and God's power in the midst of these situations. This is Brother Paxton saying, go with God and he will go with you. Bless you.